Hey, it's your friendly podcaster, BJ, of Chew On This and Nerd United Podcast. And every month we're growing, and it's because of loyal listeners like you guys. So tell your friends to check us out on iTunes or Google Play or YouTube. We would love to have your reviews and comments, and you can also subscribe to our Facebook page for content. Plus, you can check out our Twitter and our Instagram at Chew On This Pod. And you can even send us an email if you want to at chewonthispodcast at gmail.com. So we'd love to hear from you and enjoy this week's episode of Chew on This. Episode 54 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. So recently um, I went back and watched the all eight Harry Potter movies uh, just to kind of get excited and get stoked for this latest movie, uh, which is Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them. And I will admit the first trailer I saw like a year ago um, didn't really excite me all that much. And I think it, I think you watched the trailer too. And you're like, I don't care for this movie right now. Um, yeah, it was really different. And I don't know, I guess I was just a, just the Harry Potter stuff. And so it really, it had, I really didn't have any interest in it at all. Yeah. It's kind of like what you said when you, if you go back and listen to our most anticipated movies of the year, that one was on my list. I, w- I want to say it was number eight or something like that. It's in the top, it's in the top 10, but or bottom half of the top 10. But um, yeah, I think I was more excited about it. Uh, but when it got closer and the real trailer hit, that's when I really got excited. I was like, okay, this looks like Harry Potter world. So um, uh, that kind of made me happy. And it also made me happy learning that she wrote the script, you know, JK Rowling wrote it. Um, and then they decided, I mean, before this one even came out, they're going to do a sequel and then, like, what, a few days ago, she announced that she's, like, we're going to make five movies out of this thing. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about the controversy that surrounds, like, the the last thing that hit right before the movie came out. So we'll go into some spoiler territories. But before we do that, um, you want to get the boring stuff out of the way? Okay, yeah. So um, Red and Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting at 76%. So one of the lower, yeah, one of the lower Harry Potter movies. Uh, I think I think one or two maybe hit below eighty percent of the what eight movies that we got, eight That's seven or eight movies. Um, but so really good track record. This is on the lower end um, because of when we're recording. It's 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 a guesstimate, but it's looking like it's going to go anywhere from seventy five to ninety million. It pulled in twenty nine million on Friday. So not so, great, <clears throat> not, not great. great. Not for that uh, franchise, no. No, I mean, but it's not Harry Potter, you know. So seventy-five to ninety 
you know, it's the same thing with Rogue One coming out in a month. You know, it's not, it's not going to do like one billion the first weekend or whatever the ridiculous amount <laughs> it was. So, yeah. you know, it'll make a lot of money for Rogue One and, and this one's still a lot of money, almost, you know, almost making a hundred million for a movie. I'm not sure how much it costs. Do you, did you, do you know of him? Um, how much the movie I think cost? it was in the upwards of like 180, somewhere on there, 160 to 180. So yeah, that's pretty high. If it's only gonna, yeah, if it's only gonna do seventy five or whatever, it's gonna uphill battle. But I think overseas, it'll probably do a billion dollars. So, um, well, I mean, it, it did have it did have a, a stellar cast and uh, mm-hmm. and um, and of course they bring back David Yates to do this. So he I, he finished out the last what three or four movies for Harry Potter. I think the last four, um, five, six, seven, and eight, he did, and then recently. He came out with kind of a dud, though the Legend of Tarzan movie. Yeah, um, I thought I out, so. I might have gone to seen that if it was a higher rating, but the initial yeah. ratings were were really poor, which I was surprised since Yetsu was the director. But anyway, what did you think of the first non Harry Potter movie that deals in this world? Okay, well, I liked some elements about it. Um, I liked that they used the same theme song. Uh, I liked, uh, some of the, the situations I got into, like to capture the beast. I kind of like that, that whole, um, almost like treasure map thing. Like I got a, it was almost video game ish. Like we got to get all the elements and then, and then we're done. Then we'll, we can escape or whatever. So we had to get all the different beasts and that, and then that would, you know, the reward is, Oh, we're finished and I get to go home. And so I kind of like that aspect of it. Okay, but there was a whole lot of things I didn't like. Um, I, it felt like there were three different movies going on here, and it felt very like there was like several subplots, especially the one that really creeped me out, and that was between Colin Farrell and, and then Ezra Miller. Who, oh, right. Um, gr- between Graves and Credence. I did not like their dynamic. It felt like, like a priest and an altar boy. Like it felt very uncomfortable. Um, through a lot of their scenes, I it, it just I don't know, it, maybe I'm wrong, but I I just got this weird vibe off of it. Um, yeah, I got the same. I got the same one. Yeah, the um, the parts like I I really like Dan Fogler. Um, I've liked him before in other stuff, but usually he's really goofy. I think this time, really very charming. I really liked his character. He was kind of the the everybody everyday guy and he got um you know caught up in this in this situation i, I thought he was really good i really I liked, liked i liked that they didn't Queenie. use him as I like, like i like yes yeah, so yeah. i i, I like the fact that they didn't make him like a buffoon you know yes. like yeah he did some clumsy things but not really clumsy like because he wasn't used to the the world the the wizarding world um, yeah. and he gave reactions and I, I just like the fact that they didn't make him like the, you know, uh, yes, he was the comedic part of the movie, but it didn't, they didn't do the normal thing where they make him like an utter buffoon, which is sometimes why I didn't like Ron's portrayal in the movies early on anyway. Yeah. So anyway, I, we're kind of like getting off track cause we will dive into the you know, the, the goodies or whatever you want to call it into it. But like my initial reaction is I, I wanted to love this movie so much and I ended up kind of walking out of there going, all right, well, 
you know, that they set up their universe. Hopefully this will go into some better territory. I just didn't like all the jumbled subplots and uh, was very predictable. Even the very, very end was very predictable, which was that bummed me out because that would have been a really cool twist. Um, what did you think? Okay, so I, I had a feeling talking to you that we would, before we started recording that, that your reaction would be a little bit different than mine. So my reaction coming out of the movies was, and I didn't read, I didn't read the book or the novel or whatever play, whatever this is. Mm-hmm. I didn't read it before going in. I, I basically thought of the book the same way I thought of the movie. Um, I didn't really have high hopes for it because it was outside Harry Potter. The story was done. And then they were dealing with like the, the least fun class that they would always go to, which is the, the mystical creatures class or the creatures class. Um, I didn't really <laughs> like that class and it was always kind of boring in the books for me. And then to make an entire movie about the part of Harry Potter that I didn't really like, it was <laughs> the, the cards were kind of stacked, but I will yeah. say coming out of the theater, I, I, I missed the, the wonderment that Harry Potter brought to not only the novels, but the, you know, the big screen. And when I got out of this movie, I felt that enjoyment of being in that world again. Mm-hmm. That was my first initial thing. Um, <clears throat> there are there are parts of the movie that drag a little bit, and I, I think the problem with this movie is, or and this is a nitpick, and it's probably why you don't have the same positive feeling or, that I do about the movie. It's because it's mm-hmm. basically rehashing, not rehashing. Sorry, that's a terrible word. It's 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 rebooting almost like it's in Harry Potter's world, but it's way before Harry Potter, even his parents are probably even born. And um, so it has to like retell people's like, it's an intro, basically it's an intro to Mm -hmm. the movie. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't understand. See, so they're going to make five movies and now I'm jumping because I was thinking about this as you were talking about the five movies and, and how the movie ends. And what I read about the, from the director today, Mm-hmm. And that Newt wasn't going to be basically part of the five anymore. Like he was slowly going to be, his character would slowly fade out and not be the focal mm-hmm. point of the movie anymore. That's weird. And I was, yeah. And I was thinking where they could possibly take this movie because the most interesting part of this movie had nothing to do with the title. Um, yes. It's the book and you know, yes, it's the book that he writes to create this story but the movie really had very little to do with uh, um, with what was going on. I mean, yeah, he loses all those creatures, but there wasn't like one second that I thought that he had anything to do uh, with that, whatever they call that dark magic thing. Like, I, oh, I, yeah. I, I had no doubt that he had nothing to do with it. So like when the twist, there was two twists in the movies. When the first twist came, uh, spoilers. Um, I, you know, when you find out it's 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 Ezra Miller, I was like, okay, that was pretty predictable. But it, it also revealed the plot that had nothing to do with Newt and his creatures, which I knew from the beginning it had nothing to do with him. So that right. whole suspense was kind of taken away from the very beginning. And I don't know, if it's because like I'm a smart cinema watcher or movie watcher. I think it was just that it was kind of there that it didn't seem like he had anything to do with it because they never really went after him you, for causing you all that trouble. College, you didn't need a college degree to figure out 
this at all. Like you knew, you knew that Newt had nothing to do with that monster. I think it's called an Austrial or something like that. Um, creature that flies around. Like basically what it is, is that if a person suppresses their magical power, it, it manifests itself into something very dark later on. And usually people that have it don't live past the age of 10. But Credence was an exception. He lived much later. So therefore, all that suppression of that magic that he did created a very unstoppable type um, entity that would just go on a bender and just start trashing everything. Um, kill and, and, and it kills, you know, he'll just go and decide he wants to kill somebody because they wronged him. And he'll just go do it in that in that in that form, that gaseous form or whatever that thing is. Um, so I don't know about you, but like these movies that have been coming out recently have been driving me crazy because the formulas are exactly the same. They feel like at the end, they have to have this grand finale explosion, crazy, you know, thing like Ghostbusters did, like, you know, Independence Day did, mm. um, and now this movie, even yeah, Force Awakens, does it. You're talking about when like the whole it finally comes out and basics this giant cloud, and then again another movie that we watch that reminds us reminds reminds me of of, of Green Lantern. Um, yes. <laughs> so it's not a good thing when you remind me of a shitty movie of Green Lantern. But yeah, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was like, okay, this is a fucking this is a huge you know FX. Yeah, there's a lot of special effects in this movie. But of course, it's like it's like Deadpool with the fucking giant carrier. Like there was no need to do that, and no, this this no thing goes crazy. I mean, it basically destroys all of Manhattan. Yeah, and all they're doing is apparating, like just popping in and out, trying to get away from it, you know. And and so it was just so like muddled. I I didn't care. I was like, this looks like crap. Like I didn't like that at all. Well, I watched it on IMAX, uh, so it was a little bit different for me. And what I was what was interesting about it was that it was it wasn't in 3D. They didn't they purposely did not put it in 3D, which was awesome. Um, oh, wow. It's one of the yeah, it's one of the very few movies that I've seen in IMAX um, that doesn't have any 3D. So you, I, it was great not to have glasses on. Um, yeah, it looked it looked okay for me. I mean, it was like full blown IMAX, you know, not the letterbox IMAX during the end mm-hmm. sequences. Um, but, I but I agree. I, I mean, I could figure out what was going on because I was watching it on a six foot, like six story screen, but, but it was, it was completely unnecessary. And I was just thinking, try to think back to the, to the ending of the Sorcerer's Stone versus this ending and how far, yeah. how far the special effects have come for the wizarding world, for Harry Potter's right. world. Because like he, all it was, was they had to CG the character on the back of that dude's head, but they were just on a set with fire everywhere. And that was it. Yeah. It was the drama that carried that scene. It it wasn't special effects. And it's just this, it's just like lately, like I'll just throw a bunch of shit on the screen and that'll like get everyone excited and like, you know, Oh, but like it, it didn't do anything. So many other movies do it so much better than that. Yeah. And so I was really disappointed. I was like, you got to be kidding me. What, why? And then, you know, okay, we can jump to the reveal. But at the end, you find out that that um, Colin Farrell this entire time was Grindelwald, who's the famous wizard that uh, you find out has the Elder Wand, but Dumbledore defeats him and takes the Elder Wand, which at some point we're going to see that. 
right. apparently. So um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I could get a little excited about that, but you know the outcome. So they just they have to figure out a way to make these a little more interesting. I liked all the stuff with the beast. If they just made a movie about him running around, you know, capturing the beast, I would have been happy. But like they added all this other shit in it, and then they did this thing at the end where they showed Johnny Depp, which we can get into that later. Um, that really bothered me because if you look back at like Batman Begins, it's a completely separate movie. They do he does this thing, and at the very end, all Commissioner Gordon does is flip over this card, and there's a Joker sign on it, and you got fucking excited. So this didn't excite me in the least. I was like, oh, Grindelwald was there the entire time. Like, okay, like whoa, that's a big twist. And then you know, and they card him off, and I was like. Not a lot of people in theater knew. Like, there was a lot of people, because I went to go see it in IMAX, there was a lot of Harry Potter, like, fans and stuff like that. And I guess they either didn't read the book, because I didn't read the book, or didn't know, but nobody had any clue in the theater that Johnny Depp was that guy. But I guess they don't read enough news on the thing. But they had had released that, like, a month ago or so, that he was going to be the main bad guy, and that pissed off a lot of British people. Um you know, so um, that's kind of funny too but, to me. But we didn't know he was going to be in this movie. No, except, no, yeah. Except that we just, except, you know, he, here's one of the problems that happened here because I figured this out well into the movie. Is that at the very beginning you see um, the blonde hair and you see all this destruction he's doing, and the next thing you know, I think a little bit later on, you see Colin Farrell from the back, and they have the same hairdo, and I was like. Oh, that must be Grindelwald. Yeah, I'm like, I told her, I looked, leaned over at my wife, and I'm like, I think that's Grindelwald. And she's like, who? I'm like, ah, oh, never mind. So I didn't, <laughs> figure, I didn't figure it out until um, the second they revealed that, uh, that Graves is trying to capture this thing and use it for his own good, kind of like in Aliens. They're trying to capture the aliens well, all the time. I figured that he was well, that, that guy. Well, I thought since the haircut, but then the second thing that, that really, like, I was like, ding, 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 was that he gave uh, Credence a necklace. And if you looked at right. the necklace the Deathly very Hallows. quickly, it was the Deathly Hollow uh, symbol, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's great. It's got to be Grindelwald. Why would he give him that? Because he, he's, like, firmly, him and Dumbledore, when they were younger, they were they were chasing after the Hollows, right. essentially. And then Dumbledore was the one that kind of said, I don't, I think having all that power would be a bad idea. So he separated all this stuff, you know, like James Potter got the, you know, kept, well, it was in his family anyway, kept the invisible cloak. And then I think Dumbledore had the other two. He had the elder wand and the, and the stone. Well, eventually he got, yeah, he had the stone. He put it in the snitch. So he had two out of the three. Um, but I don't know. Um, so, What'd you think about um what'd you think about Eddie Redmayne anyway? Get into the cast. Um I I had seen a little bit of that movie he was nominated for where he, where he played the uh the man that was trying he was like the first sex change patient. Uh what was the name of that movie? Oh gosh. I haven't seen that. I saw the one where he played Stephen Hawking. It's he's incredible. Okay. Um I didn't see that one. I saw like the last hour of the movie that I was just talking about. But anyway, he plays. He's kind of. He kind of has the same. I've only seen him in two movies now. He he kind of has this like shyness about him that's almost like annoying. Um, but he's really good 
at acting. It's kind of I'm like I'm, I'm having a hard time describing his style because I, I like him. I liked him in both movies. Um, but when he does that thing where he is kind of standing sideways to the camera and he's looking up through his hair or through his eyebrows, do you, do you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Mm-hmm. He does it a lot. And so, he, and he did it a lot in the other movie too. So to me, it was kind of annoying that part of it. <laughs> um, and he, he has this like way of delivering lines where he talks really fast, um, and kind of trails off and finishes the line pauses and then starts back up again and that's kind of annoying too um yeah so but i did like him in it oddly enough i did like him in it when when he finally stepped up and realized what he had to do um and spoke up and stopped being that shy like that technique that he does when he was defending the beasts when he um you know towards the end when he had to stop um uh what the hell's his name uh credence so I liked him then, um, but sometimes, like when you when you first meet him, he he does it for like the first like thirty minutes of the movie, and it's really annoying for me. Anyway, I don't know how <laughs> many people, I don't know how many people pick up on it, but it was annoying to me. This but movie... the the cast all around was really good. Everybody mm-hmm. in this movie was really good too. So I, I do, I guess I, I I find it ironic and funny at the same time, and understandable why the British people don't want Johnny Depp in this movie. Because, you know, he's not really British, which I kind right. of find it funny. Because <clears throat> it's not like he was, the, the role was whitewashed. <laughs> was, he, just, he just can't, he just doesn't, doesn't naturally have that accent. <laughs> but, uh. That is funny. I, yeah, British are very vocal about their characters, man. They get pissed. Yeah. Um, well, everybody in that really- movie, other than, other than, um, Dan, uh, Folger or Folger. He, uh, they're the only two Americans in that movie, basically, because everybody, yeah. even the director's British. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Ezra Miller and Dan, Ezra Miller and Dan Fogel and John Voight. Uh, there's some pretty big names, but, uh, even they were in it for like a minute. But what's his face? Um, but, uh, Johnny Depp, like, once again, he's painting his face white and got, what is with this guy? Always putting on white makeup and with a British accent. I mean, seriously. I don't know. He's got like it's this fetish that he fucking does it all the time. Like the and only thing that was hired. different, the only thing that was different was like he didn't have his like freaky black hair or something because he wasn't in a Tim Burton movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I agree with that casting or not. I feel like he's too old too. He like, looked he like- looked pretty freaky, and you know, of course he pulls off the British accent because he fucking does it in every movie he's in. But um, I, I, he, he looked the part to me. To me, he looked the part. But yeah, I'm sure they could have got somebody else, you know, somebody else. Well, Jeremy Irons would have So now, now they, need to, uh, they need to hire a Dumbledore. So uh, Yeah, a young Dumbledore. They got to figure that out. But um, no, it was kind of it was good to see Colin Farrell again. He's been kind of just in and out. He was doing a lot of independent films. He was really good in the movie. Ironically, yeah, Irish. I, I liked he's, him. He's Irish, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. An Irish, an Irishman playing an English guy. They're okay with. An, or an see, American I would have preferred him as the. I would have preferred him as the bad guy. You know, the the reveal um, at the end. Yeah. Like he would have been yeah, uh, but, Grindelwald. Was that how you say his name? Some. Something, yeah. I, 
I, I think him with white hair would have been badass. I think some, I think they should have switched it. <laughs> Maybe Johnny Depp should have been Greaves the whole thing, and then or Graves, and then, and then call it the oh, Grails, yeah. his Grindelwald. That's a good call. <laughs> no, that's an actually good call because it makes more sense to me anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, Catherine Waterston, I haven't really seen her a lot of stuff, but I thought she was good as Tina, the um, the Auror who was down on her luck. I yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, Queenie, her, Queenie uh, I really liked. She was very unique. She reminded me unique. of. Uh, she reminded me. She had a little bit of. Uh, now I'm gonna. I'm gonna forget this witch's name. She was in Harry Potter. She uh, was the shy one that could see the dead horses like he could. Oh, like Luna Lovegood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she had a little bit of that. So that kind of reminded me. So that kind of brought me back. Very. She totally brought me, I mean, she was like, that's so 1920s, you know, just, just everything about her. Um, she looked like she came from that time for sure. I liked, uh, Dan Fogler. I've, I've seen him in so many stuff and usually, like you said, he's like a really over the top goofball, but I think he played yeah. really, really well. You really enjoyed that character. The most touching um, part of the movie had to do with him. Oh, which part the, was that? The part where he's about to get his memory wiped and he's like. They're all sitting there, and he's, like, realizing that he's going to forget all. Yeah, that was, like, the best part of the entire movie. And yeah. if I, if he was, if he was like, the comedic buffoon throughout the entire movie, I would have not felt the same way in that scene. Yeah, exactly. They played it very, very well. Yeah, that, that scene was heartbreaking. It was so yeah. well done. Yeah, that was, the, that was, like, the best part of the entire movie. Yeah. Um. John Voight, yeah, he's all right. I, I actually got a story about John Voight I'll tell you sometime. Um, okay. Yeah, no, seriously, I met him. <clears throat> um, uh, Ron Perlman, so he, Ron Perlman was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so he's so recognizable. I mean, in his voice that too. He does. His yeah, voice too. But they actually made that goblin look just like him, <laughs> like if <laughs> yeah. he were shrunk. If they shrunk Ron Perlman and made him do a goblin, that he would have looked just like that. Um, His really fingers well done, were really creepy. Ugh. he he was he was totally creepy. I love that scene. That you know, this whole movie it totally reminds me of a New Hope. I swear to God, it, some of the beats and everything. I mean, they go to a cantina. Mm. They go, right. yeah. I, I mean, they they're captured in the Death Star and then they escape. You know, and or the Ministry. You know, like there's so many different th- elements of a new hope in this movie, the way it's structured. I was, I was really like really noticing that. Um, but JK Rowling wrote the entire thing. I don't know if she got help with somebody or whatever, but, um, and she's writing the second one, which I guess got approved before this one came out. So it'll be out in two years. So I think every two years, one of these will pop out, but what are they going to, I mean, are they, are they going to, Ditch the Fantastic Beasts title. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking too when you said that because because apparently from now on it's not going to you know as far as far as plot goes it has nothing to do with the beasts anymore. It'll basically have everything to do with you know um, finding or I guess Grindelwald like breaking out or something. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to keep them. How else could you make a sequel? See, they had me at Fantastic Beasts because this is something we've never seen before. We've never even even heard before. So we don't know how it ends or this or that. But we know how Grindelwald ends. We know that story. 
So again, it's like the whole like Darth Vader thing all over again. It's like, I really don't care if he was some little snivelly kid or some like evil, crazy person. And it's like, I know what happens. So I don't care how that happens, but I cared about Newt's story. I, I really wanted to know what was going on or what he was doing. And I thought I found it fascinating. You know, he's traveling all around, picking up beasts so that he can write a book to teach people about, you know, these, to not be scared or freaked out by, by these, you know, creatures. And I really like that idea. It's like a magic, you know, National Geographic or something, right. you know, and I really dug that. But throwing in all that extra shit with, you know, some creepy gasish thing running around killing people and you find out it's this altar boy that's being pissed on, you know, his whole life. I, that, I mean, I just didn't understand it. I, I didn't understand why that plot line needed to be in there. So, you know, I didn't mind, you know, the, the creepy you know, religious people, you know, against witchcraft and all that stuff. I thought, oh, that's very like Salem witch trial. I kind of like that. Um, and it wasn't really 1920s wasn't that far off really in, in the scheme of things where the Salem witch trials, you know, ended. So I found all that fascinating. Uh, but that other stuff was just over the top for me. I, I liked, I liked all the beast stuff and them trying to capture the beasts and, and stuff like that. The scene on the, on the ice with the big beast was awesome. <laughs> right. That was a really cool set piece. I really, that reminded really me of, that, um, that reminded me of Peter Jackson's King Kong. The way oh, it was the like spinning or the... Yeah. Just the way that it was like spinning around and they were being chased on there. <laughs> some some reason it just reminded me of 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 King Kong. Mainly because I yeah. guess it was just a giant beast, a CG beast on, on you know, on that lake or that pond. Yeah. Totally. Well, I mean that's pretty much the plot in a nutshell. Just Newt running around trying to capture animals, take go back to England, write the book, publish the book. I mean, I, you know what? At the end of the day, there's really not much to not like about this movie. It's it's, it's well directed. Nitpicky. It's nitpicky stuff. I don't think it deserves a seventy six percent. I I want to say maybe in the low eighties, but I didn't think this movie was great by any stretch of the means. I just I was entertained. That was about it. Right. I, mean, I didn't love this. I didn't love this movie. Maybe it's something I can fall in love with later, but. I just, I liked it. I thought, okay, cool. You know, this universe is back and I'm happy, but I wasn't like jumping over the moon for it. You know, I, like I said, I got nostalgic with it because I felt like I was in a, in Harry Potter's world, but not with Harry Potter anymore. You know, so it felt like, it felt like I missed that feeling, I guess. It, It reminded me of Harry Potter and, um, some of the characters are interesting. I loved, the chemistry between the four main characters, uh, mm-hmm. Newt, Newt, uh, Tina, uh, Jacob, and Queenie. Their their whole uh, chemistry was really well done. Yes, so it was kind of fun. You know that, that I mean that's what that's what good actors can do. They can kind of save certain plot points and things like that. So anytime those four were on the screen together, it was really good. Yeah, I agree. Well. So overall, I mean, this is what seventy years before we meet Harry Potter, like before he was born, or well, there's 70, no year seventy years before he hits Hogwarts. There's no real year, like so. I'm guessing the 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 when the book is released, that's 
the year that the movie starts, or the I'm sorry, the book starts. Mm-hmm. So 2001. So, well, so she was, J.K. Rowling said that, I think this is set in 1926, and then by the time the last movie uh, comes out, it's supposed to be the year 1945, which is the very famous year that Grindelwald lost to Dumbledore. So that's where the fifth movie is going to end, or somewhere around there. Is Johnny um, Depp going to be alive by then? That's what I said. I'm like, dude, he's going to be like 60 by the time that last movie comes and out. And he's supposed to be younger too, right? Actually, like 62 by the time he... Well, right. yeah, I always, thought that, I always thought that Dumbledore and Grindelwald were like in their mid-20s right around there. And I thought that they might actually add the, um, the love story between the two of them because she has said that they were... They were both, you know, best friends and possibly lovers or whatever. That would explain uh, why, when he was Colin Farrell, he was kind of doing the altar boy thing, like you were talking about with with yeah. uh, Credence. That would explain that part. Exactly, exactly. So, um, good point. So, which is totally fine, but I, I just don't know. Like, he's going to be old. By the time that shit, I'm going to be old. I'm going to be 50 by the time that last movie comes out, <laughs> and I'm going to be like going and going in and watching a fucking Harry Potter movie at six at 50 years old. They're like, dude, what are you doing here? It's like, well, I, was, I, just, I want to see, I want to see 62 year old Chano Depp. <laughs> I want to. I wonder if we'll see you podcasting then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just do one for for the heck of it. Be like, hey, I'm right. 50 and I just watched Harry Potter. Yeah, we haven't done a podcast in like. Three years, but here's another one. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll just end with episode nine and just be like, all right, we're done. We're yeah. done podcasting. Um, either that or when the server fills up, we can't add anymore. Right. So to start deleting some. Um, all right. So, so ratings. Let's, let's do, let's do yeah, ratings. Let's go into our ratings. So uh, I got to say chainsaw. So I, I'm going to say four chainsaws. Um. Again, you know, I like this movie. I was I didn't love it, but I liked it. Um, and I want to say uh, a soft Jan Brady. I didn't really see a, a ton of diversity. It was mostly white people, but there was some uh, diversity in it. Especially, I think the was it the it wasn't the Minister of Magic. It was somebody uh, they called something different, but she was she was cool. I can't remember what her name was. Uh, no, me neither. I have it written down here. Well, because it was an actress I'm not familiar with, so I didn't put the top, act, you know, actors on here. Uh, but she was she was good. Um, Zoe Kravitz. We didn't really see anything of her, but I think she's supposed to be Newt's love interest, and that's uh, that. She's a Lestrange too, by the way. Yeah. I did remember. I recognize the last name. Um. I think that's. I, I don't know who else. I, I'm sure there was more diversity but i can't remember um again a lot of them were like background characters they weren't the the main characters so i can't give it a, a solid rating so soft jam brady for me i'm gonna go four lightsabers but probably more solid four lightsabers than you um okay just because i don't know i feel like you had more nitpicks than i did and i'm sure if i see it a second time or think about it more um, I'll have the same nitpicks or more nitpicks, but for me, it was, <laughs> for me, yeah, for me, it was, again, it, it felt fun to be in that world again. Um, that's probably a, a bad thing, 
if I can't get over the nostalgia of it and not recognize like if it's bad or not. But it's not a terrible movie by far. I'm sure even if I have more yeah. negative things to say about it in the future, I'll stick I'll still think positively of it. It's probably for me, looking at this movie, it's probably on par with um the first Harry Potter movie. And I know a lot of people like love the first one, but I had a problem with the first one because the the kids kind of in certain scenes just really pull me out of the movie. So I had a hard time like really engulfing myself in the movie when the kids yeah, were like, I agree. acting really bad. Um, yeah. So for me, like the, the first Sorcerer's Stone, because of the acting quality of the kids um, were probably the, the worst of the movies for me. Um, even though the first Deathly Hallows movie was was kind of boring but the the kids were at that point able to carry things that were boring um yes so so that that was <clears throat> that was not that bad but yeah so i would say this was probably on equal ground with uh sorcerer's stone for me which is not bad i mean mm-hmm. i mean seriously if uh, if any if again <laughs> dc would kill for a movie like this so yeah no kidding no um and then for diversity, I'm probably going to have to go with Casper on this one, even though okay. the, the there was a black actress that played the the main headmaster, not headmaster Christ, uh, the the main ministry, the minister basically, or the chief, right? We'll call her chief, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever she was. Um, there wasn't a lot in here. I mean, think about the four main characters, right? Think about the bad guy, both bad guys, yep, or three bad guys, <laughs> both bad. Yeah, um, that's true. Um, let's see. I mean, even your favorite character, like, yeah, like Ron Perlman. Even the house elves were white. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, just because they stick with like one black lady actress in here, uh, that's not very diverse. But again, because it's 1926 in New York, you're probably not going to get a lot of diversity anyway. So it's like an understandable. True. It's in like an understandable Casper. So. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's like, a, there's like little new adjectives to rating our systems. <laughs> You're all, even, the, even, even the Fantastic Beasts were white. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, I, you know, again, it, it, it was entertaining for what it was. Uh, it is kind of nice to be back in that universe again. And I do look forward to what they're going to be doing next but that's that's years off we've got some really good stuff coming up here really soon that will be fun to concentrate on and it'll be interesting to see where a lot of our movies that we talked about back in february or whatever january um where they're going to end up on our uh on our list ultimately because they are going to be moving around i guarantee that oh yeah some might some might bail out of the list completely when something brand new that doesn't even come out you'll probably swoop right in there so um, it'll be interesting to see. I It'll be also interesting to see, like, I want to ask you, uh, you know, when it gets closer, but what were your worst movies that you saw this year? <laughs> I want to know that list. <laughs> I kind of probably already know what number one is, uh, but that'll be interesting to see that too. But uh, anyway, so we can look forward to more Harry Potter movies or whatever you want to call them. Uh, they're in that universe. But for the next, like, you know, I think they call it the wizarding. Years. I think they call it like the wizarding world now. Oh, the wizarding world of Harry Potter or oh, wizarding yeah, universe, yes. whatever it's wizarding universe. Oh, very cool. 
Yeah, actually, that makes a lot of sense. I like that. That's totally fine. Um, I would like to see Hogwarts again. I would like to see uh, Dumbledore, a young Dumbledore, as the – he's not even the headmaster. He's just a professor yep. there. And uh, I would I would like to see what that place was like, you know, in the early days. That would be very, very cool. Um, It'd be pretty so, badass to see a young McGonagall, like, fighting alongside Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because McGonagall Absolutely. ends up being, she ends up being one of my favorite uh, characters in that whole universe. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see who the headmaster is there. And if we're going to see other wizarding schools or other countries or, or whatever, if we're going to continue following Newt anyway. Uh, which I hope we do. I hope we have at least one more movie with him. Because I, I do enjoy his escapades and whatnot. And all the beasts are, are pretty darn cool. So... Anything you'd like to add? Nope, that's about it. That's about it. So that was uh, episode 54 of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Heck. Until then, chew on that, folks. Later. <laughs>